Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Walking Dead TV Podcast, episode 333. This is Russ. Mm-hmm. And joining with me is Aaron Newworth, Jim Dietz, and we will soon be uh, blessed with the presence of Dr. Current, who is running late, contrary to his name. <laughs> uh, 333, the son of the Semi-Christ. Yes. I'd make a better joke, but I'm bitter about all this. I'm, I'm beyond just, business. I'm just happy to be here. I know I've been missing a few weeks, so I'm happy oh, to get to these finales. It's good to have you back, sir, always. Yeah, for sure. It's a pleasure. As we yeah, mentioned, hey, we would have we would have pushed the, the episode to make sure we got everybody back. So, absolutely. Um. So, do we double want... finale? This is a double finale episode. Yes, double finale with some news. Um, Ooh, if you want to call it that. I know. Aaron, <laughs> I know. Aaron's super stoked. So, uh, so we'll just get to it. So, well, do you want to talk about the hype before the news? Yes. About, yes. First, so, like the, first, yeah. Gimple comes out and he's like, "Yo." I got some science to drop. I got an announcement to make. Big announcement about The Walking Dead. Very exciting. And we're all like, okay. Okay. What could it and be? Then, could, then, could it be a thing about the movies? Yes. Could it be Rick? A thing about Rick? Could it be something, some other connective tissue? Could it be a little teaser, perhaps, of what we have, have you know, some kind of, you know, uh, of this greater story that they've been hinting toward for literally years now? Could it be any of those things? Go ahead, Russ. Tell him what it is. No, well, before yeah, before that, it's yeah. The funny, the news about the news was he did that, and then he had to come back and walk it back and been like, yeah, hey, it's not about Rick. It's not about the movies. Sorry to overhype this, but (sighs) it's really exciting. But it's not that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry, real quick. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Russ. I I don't mean to cut you off. But if there ever was a a time to overhype it. If there ever was a time to hook people and say, hey, check this out with something like, you know, you're saying about Rick or tying to the original thing or tying to the movies or whatever, this would be the time. Yes. You know, I'm sorry. Please continue. No, and it I just, mean, it, it's, I'm just dismayed. Yeah. It, it It's like, where did this announcement thing come? Like I, I didn't see uh, Gimple doing this where was this i saw it after the fact was it twitter did he announce something on or it was on twitter and it was also on the um was it was i didn't see talking dead did you say something about it on there well i, know, I sure mean I that's where the announcement actually was the announcement was mm-hmm. actually on talking dead mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i can't remember if it was a promo okay. for talking dead or if it was him <clears throat> i think it was him tweeting about his appearance on talking dead to announce yeah. something special. I think that's right. I think that's right. And, and then it either way, the announcement was related to him being on the talking dead and there to be an announcement that he was going to make. And so, right. um, everyone, what, uh, 
I guess like what I don't know why we're talking about the logistics of this, but like was that was that before they even aired the shows? Was yes. that part of it also? Okay, so like yeah, this I can was just... this was last week. Yeah. Okay. Um, Streaming life really takes away <laughs> seeing these very yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, so so that's the thing, right? Is so yeah. That's is, so you're saying there's like a week. There was a week of build up to this. That's what you're saying. Well, and and knowing that the finales technically had already, if you had AMC Plus, they were already out there. It couldn't mm-hmm. really be anything special about the finales because, right? Because because they already technically, I mean, they weren't aired they're on broadcast. The they're ready to go. Yeah, but right. you could you could have gone and watched them. So okay, so I was like, okay, it's nothing related directly to either one of those two finales. So it had to be something else. And so I think that's partially also why people were thinking it was a larger and, and plus like, let's be fair. Who, who gives a shit about any kind of announcement at this point about walking dead other than the thing that we've been waiting. If you say you have an announcement, what are the, what are people going to think? Like, I don't know. Sometimes Gimple, I think he just doesn't either. He's purposely coy and Dicky like this, or, I, I I don't know. Sometimes I think he just he likes jacking around with people because he'll do things and just be like, "I'm being coy to be coy," and I'm going to give us, you know, like I don't know. I've seen him on on and, interviews and Talking Dead and stuff, and it's just almost like I didn't say that, did I? You know, kind of. But the thing. funny thing is, like the, the the news itself was such a nothing burger. It was like yeah. the hype around the news was almost a bigger story than the news itself. Th- that's where, I, yeah, and that's kind of what I was getting at. <laughs> that's why we were talking about it. So, yeah. so we're kind of burying the lead, but um, but the news so itself is Kim Dickens is going to be coming back to the Walking to Fear the Walking Dead. Um, season eight, she will be a full regular, but she's coming back in the second part of season seven. My assumption is she comes back as the sting of episode 16, right? Like, you know, she shows up at the very end and, and then, you know, it's, it's some sort of cliffhanger thing. But if you're going to announce it ahead of time, like why do it as a cliffhanger? <laughs> because I don't know. I, 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 again, I don't know why they would have announced this. I think it would have been better to just surprise everybody with her. That, yeah. That's, up. that's what gets to me. Like I yeah. could like, in, in terms of like building up something like that, that's, that's a, that's a strange tactic to go with, especially when, yes, there are looming movies and other bits of information that people are relatively more excited about as far as if you're going to have some kind of surprise announcement go on, that's what you want it would be. This is a, you know, a casting announcement and we'll talk about this topic in a second, but it's, it's like, uh, all right, that's, <laughs> that's what we're going. That's, that's the thing. Okay. That's, that's a, that's a weird thing to leave out for a week. I, now that I have this context in mind, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a choice. Yeah, especially since they've been like so reticent to give us any information at all about the movies or what's happening next. You know what I mean? It's been very the the the, uh, the information has been very scant so far. I mean, every if they did something like this, how I would think you know they would almost have to expect a kind of uh, fan curiosity, you know, just because there has been nothing at all said about it. Yeah. So. Anyway, <clears throat> so that's our news and and news about the news. Uh, well, let's hold on. Let's, let's talk about this Kim Dickens thing. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Obviously, there have been several listeners that have been very like intense on the idea that she could still be alive out there somewhere. Yes. So I, I hope I hope they are happy. And honestly, I hope that whatever presence she has in the show is worthwhile. As much as I 
<laughs> as much as it, it seems like it ruins certain arcs by leaving a character that was presumed dead to be alive. I, you know, this, this is also like <laughs> one of the, one of the stronger current walking dead shows that we have going. So it's like, I, I want this to be a, a positive overall. I, I, I don't think we disliked her character when she was on the show. I'm just curious, like what the goal is in having her back now. And I hope they have some good ideas, you know, worked out as far as what that's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could take it or leave it to be honest with you. I don't. <coughs> oh, yeah. I could easily leave it. But it's like, it's happening. So it's like, I gotta, you know, gotta accept it. <laughs> there, there could be worse choices. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah, they could bring back uh, uh, the son, <laughs> the, 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 uh, Nick uh, Cliff Curtis's son. No, not Nick, the old man. Cliff. Well, he wasn't the best either. But no, the other son, the annoying son. Oh right, yeah, that guy. Yes, <laughs> he sucked. <laughs> and he got shot. So I don't, there's not much ambiguity there. Anyway, so Madison's coming back. What do do? Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's our news. We don't have any more. We don't. That that was all the news we got. I guess they probably felt like that was that was enough news. Um, all right. So let's we'll get into uh, the series finale of World Beyond: The Last Light. Oh boy. Where do we begin with this? <clears throat> First off, uh, correction from last week. Based on the way they left episode nine. I thought Dennis was dead. <laughs> Dennis was clearly not dead this week. No. Um, no, Dennis was not dead. You know what? I I, I had that feeling, too. I thought, like, I, it, it seemed like, wait, did they kill this guy off? That kind of <laughs> Well, because the also. last they showed him, like, he was in really, really bad shape. And then they show Huck walk out after he kind of, like, fades away almost. And she starts bawling. And so I'm like, oh, well, I guess that they meant to say that he died off screen. And then we start this episode and it's like, yeah, oh, no, he's I, still alive. I, I, I agree. I, I had the, it seemed like that's the kind of the way they, they posed it. <laughs> not the, not the clearest on that one. Which again, gets back to one of the troubling things about this uh, series as a whole is the lack of clarity in editing and storytelling <laughs> um, that we've complained about many times where things just seem to happen. Um, and it's not clear. Um, I, I mean, I don't know what to think of this. I mean, they, you know, what I'll say is it, there, there are two, two main fight scenes in, in this one. Um, the one between Newton and Felix, which to me was like complete dud. Like, I don't know if these mm-hmm. guys just don't have good <clears throat> stunt doubles or just don't have good, like, instincts when it comes to action or anything but that was like a terrible like like for the the fight choreography everything like it was just it, it was i don't know it to me it was like a nothing burger and then you I'm get sorry the, which which fight which fight the one with the staffs the feel the felix and the yeah felix and 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 the lieutenant newton and that guy and then the zombies i mean i didn't dislike it but it, it was like of the of the complaints i've had the last season that finale that fight between Felix and Huck, that kicked ass. And I, I kept wondering, like, why yeah. are we not getting more of this? Like, right. there's a part where, like, one kicks the other, like, a wall, and it's like, here's the good stuff. Like, let's see more of this action from these people that are trained to fight. And this one, it felt like there's a lot of showing off moves. Like, look, I'm going to kill zombies while I fight you. And yeah, like, and okay. I'm going like, to twirl this stick over my head and spin it around. <laughs> and and like, it's like, 
if, if the show wants to communicate like this guy never had a chance, like I mean, I, mean, I get that. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's, this smarmy guy's not about to win this fight, but still, it's yeah, yeah, it's it's not the. But then you, know, you get far. the the other fight was the Huck and the and the Jada's fight, the and that was actually fight. A, I'm sorry, the very personal fight. The yeah, talk but, fight. but I that thought was that more was of a talk fight though. Yeah, but there was a lot of cool like choreo choreography moves and the, you know, the thing with the sticks and the way they kind of were fighting. I don't know. It, to me, it felt, it felt more polished and, um, uh, more, I don't know. T- to me, just well, looking at those two fights, it just felt like one was just like almost an afterthought. And the other one was kind of a little more well-planned out, but I, I was happy with it as far as like what it did for, I, I mean, the characters, I guess like the fight itself was like, it's good. Like I didn't have any objections to it, but I, I, I appreciated it more for what it was going for as far as where these people stand and what the outcome was as opposed to, like, the specific moves on display. Yeah. Plus, the, uh, the Jadis-Huck fight actually felt like it had stakes of some sort. Yeah. You know, after the other, you know, interplay between them earlier in the se- in the series. But, I mean... It could I go either of, way, I felt, yeah. Yeah. The, um... I just was so... I remember when we started watching this. I'm sorry. I'm going to go on a little bit of a thing here. And it was supposed to be a, a contained two-episode story that was supposed to... Two-season. I'm sorry. T- thank you. Two-season yeah. story, you know, contained story, beginning, middle, and end, be able to tell a story they wouldn't be able to tell in a serialized form, you know, build these characters, yada, 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 be the bridge to the movies, etc. right? Mm-hmm. And this... The whole show was just so much spinning wheels and it just seemed like uh, whatever setup is here that's going to be in the movies could have been done in like a three-part episode or you know like a three episode one-off or like a uh, like a uh, you know like a, a made for tv movie or something it just it, i just don't see the need for this and i don't still especially now that it's over i've seen the way it ended i'm just, i'm like just left with my hands in the air and like the the after credit scene did more to advance like the overall advancing you know plot of the you know Walking Dead universe than that whole miniseries did. Well, yeah, I mean, you're to play devil's advocate. You're speaking to something beyond the show, where the show's intention yeah. was to give you these characters, and if you didn't like these characters, then yeah, you're not going to overall appreciate what the show right. had to offer. I agree with you as far as I didn't overall have much to glean from these specific characters. I hope other audiences did, but I, and we seem to not have. And so like it was, but I guess it does come down to, was it effective in doing that? And not really. It doesn't seem like it was. It doesn't seem like the audiences were really satisfied with it either. So, I mean, it's, yeah, exactly. it's, it's the, the general take, like if it's, if you're not going to beyond moving some chess pieces to set up this overall universe more, which it does in its final five minutes, which is you know what it is, what it is. In terms of like, why did we go on a journey for you know for for twenty episodes with these people? I get what they went for, but it's just not really satisfying <laughs> as a journey to watch. I know. No. I mean, obviously, if you look at the early, um, you know, the early episodes, you know, they're sheltered; they've barely ever seen zombies, and by the end of it, you know, they're killing zombies handily or whatever. You know, the uh, you know, uh, young Doctor Who has to take off his own arm. You know, like they're doing all this stuff they've, but it didn't seem like, to me, it didn't seem like the characters progressed. It just seemed like they were like, okay, we're doing this. Now we're doing this. And it didn't really seem earned to me. 
Yeah, I don't know if that's the, the fault of the acting or the writing. The, the, or... the arcs aren't that surprising. That's the, yeah. It's, just, you know, it's, it's a bunch of teenagers tropes. that that learn about the zombie world, and you know, yeah. one becomes more spiritual. One becomes, you know, one becomes the scientist she was always meant to be. Apparently, one becomes the right, the, right. the the adventurer, and the other becomes like the military guy. Like, I mean, the, I'm not saying these are necessarily predictable, but it's like they're not they're not arcs where you're like, man, this real this was a journey. It's more like, okay, these kids grew up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But over, I mean, again, we find out at the beginning of this episode it's two months. Like all this has happened over yeah, two months. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, it's not even that much time. Is right. Like they've gone across the, almost across the entire United country to get to where they are, and had all this happen, and it's only been two months. Which I'm guessing most of that time period is is season one, even, and less of it in season two. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, so to hit the high points, um, Jadis figures out what the plan is, um, and that, you know, Dennis was involved with Huck and then that's where the, the, um, the, the weapon, the, the chemicals, the, the gases. Um, and so she realizes that she's, you know, she can, she can get there and stop it. They're jamming all the communications, which leaves the remote detonation not possible. So Huck creates a scheme to send Dennis and Silas off to, um, to go get like some kind of armory that maybe they can get a better timer. That just happens to be the exact distance away that they need to get. Um, and you know, at that point it's to me, it was obviously like, okay, well, she's not going to make it through this. She's going to detonate this, this thing. And, and that's, that's how it's going to go. Um, and 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 that's what she ends up doing. She ends up detonating the the thing, but she kind of gives Jadis almost a heads up after Jadis stabs her, and she's not going to make it. And of course, Jadis is able to get away. So I felt like even you know Huck's sacrifice was so. Yeah, I it, get what you're saying. It, like Huck's sacrifice was to keep Jadis around long enough that she would be caught in the blast. I would think. Yeah, but or, yeah I mean to make sure the blast goes off. Number one. But why wouldn't she make sure that Jadis was enveloped in it? Because she knows if Jadis gets escapes, right. she's gonna, you know, Instead try and track she the kind rest of, of warns them down. Her in a way, like by saying, "Ah, oh, you know. yeah, that was weird." Yeah, and then the whole point of, you know, sending away Dennis and Silas, and then in the end, they're able to track down where Dennis and Silas are, and Dennis has him has Silas kill him. So, you know, and, and, and Silas, Silas makes a point of saying, no, he's going to stay with them because it's important that somebody gets the message of what the CRM is really doing to the CRM leadership, thinking that the CRM leadership doesn't know what's going on, which to me seems a bit of a stretch. Um, I would think that they would know what's going on, but in the end, the whole thing ended up being moot. Like Dennis doesn't survive Silas, you know, Silas gets taken deeper into the CRM and then ends yeah. up becoming a military dude, like one of the junior stormtroopers, right? Yeah. And, 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 and there's nobody left to tell ambiguous. the tale of what the CRM is. Well, Aaron, I'm sorry. Doing. His goals seem ambiguous at that point. In a yeah. Like, yes. 
that's all well and good, except this is the final episode of this entire series. <laughs> so it's like, like, what did we accomplish whole, with this guy? His whole arc was supposed to be him dealing with being nonviolent, right? Because of what happened with his past and everything. For a long time, he wouldn't even kill the zombies because he was being nonviolent because he didn't want to release the monster in himself. And, so and, it, now, yeah. and now he's a Nazi. And now he's <laughs> yeah. a Nazi. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, okay. Mm. Is it me, or did you get to the end of this going, okay, I would feel better about this episode if there was a season three. No, I'd feel better about this episode if it was a good episode. I don't even intend well, having a well, more of a season for a show that I, we're not really enjoying is not the solution. To this no, no, thing. I guess where I'm getting at though is I, to me where, where they find, you know, if, if we kind of somewhat ignored the journey to this point, right? Like we've had issues with, you know, the purpose and all this other, to me, sure. when we get to the end of this episode, where they set these characters up and what their what their kind of way forward is, to me seems way more interesting than anything we've seen to this point. Like I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying, but it's also like the concept of this series sounded interesting to me. I mean, the the potential of the second sure. season sounded yes. interesting to me. Like, yes, does it to answer your question? Yes, it sounds interesting to see where they would go from here. I just don't have the confidence in this series to deliver on that effectively because the series sucked. And that's the, that's the overall thing that we have to go with here. No, yeah, so I I mean, gotta, fa- yeah, that's totally fair. Like in, the, in a perfect world, sure, I'd love to see a good version of this show in the first third season. <laughs> like that, that would be great. I'd like but to see I, a good version of every show I watch. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it, it just seems to me like it, it. Given this setup, if they if they just said, "Hey, we're going to get a new showrunner in, we're going to change the direction. This is you know, this is the where we're putting these these characters on the chessboard." To me, at least, it would feel like there was a reason for it. The, the thing that bugged me the most that when we get to the end of this is like, okay, this is the end. So you're setting these people up in this, you know, makeshift lab, you know, that, that you, you know what, you don't think the CRM is going to be able to find you. Number one. Um, yeah. Two, where exactly was that lab, by the way? I mean, these are, these are questions for the movie to answer, Jim. <laughs> so I, I, get, I get it. But like when they had that part, I'm like, where is this? Is this a CRM lab that was left over? Is no, this like I, a, they made it sound like it was a, a lab they found somewhere. I mean, they may seem like it was a university lab. Yeah, it just was weird that it was like all of a sudden they had a lab. Okay. Well, we also have to go with like what actually got accomplished in this whole deal, right? Where the, the um, Julia Ormond character, like, like whatever she was up, like the things that she was going through have been stopped at this point. So okay, like, even, yeah. if they're, even if they're on the hunt or I don't know what to call it, but even if Jadis is still concerned with those that got out of there, it seems like that's not a, the same kind of priority as it was for what's her Kublik. Well, what I don't understand too is again. So I think it was interesting that, you know, Elton kind of has this little sacrifice. He gets his arm shut off, you know, chopped off. And so Iris, Elton, and then the, uh, like, uh, Indira's, what, Asha, Indira's daughter or whatever, that's kind of El- Elton's squeeze. Well, they're on their way to Portland. They're right? on their way to Portland. And they think they're going to beat the CRM there? Like, that the CRM can't get there faster to engineer a horde to take over the facility quicker than they can get there to warn them like that that made no sense to me like i'm like wait a minute you're talking about traveling i mean going from upstate new york wherever the the albany or whatever to all the way to portland oregon you're talking what 3500 miles or something on foot like (laughs) i I don't and, and the crm has helicopters and 
plenty of vehicles and I mean probably like commercial well, air, you know like planes and and shit like I we've I talked about the, we've talked about the like the weird logistics of this in yeah. the past yeah yeah um, and this is like one of the weirdest uh, flexes of that kind of logistical thing and like you're saying they're in upstate New York we're gonna go warn Portland that CRM's coming blah 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 blah. Yeah, by the time they get there, it'll be six months, and the CRM have already been gone, right? Yeah, it did, that. So. I mean, so that whole journey to me doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The other thing that didn't make any sense was Jadis getting Kublik arrested. Like, yeah, that was weird. I, I was like, what? Like, I don't understand Jadis's logic of. I mean, I, I guess in the end, it was all about a scapegoat or whatever. But I I don't. Like the worst of the worst happened after Kublik left. Like the facility was destroyed, the weapons were blown up, all that stuff happened when Jadis was in charge of the facility. So it's like, how would Kublik take the fall for it? Like it, it, it I just, I just didn't understand. You know, Elizabeth was hailed as this like second in command to the to the general, right? And this this respected leader who's in charge of these massive, massive, massive operations, and some lowly warrant officer is going to come in and upend the whole thing and get uh, her. Yeah, canned? she's the she's the Tom Cruise, and then Kubrick's the Jack Nicholson in this scenario. Like that's what's <laughs> going on here. Okay. Uh, I mean, that, don't ask me to pretend to understand how the rankings of these people work in this society and like what's allowed and what laws are. It, it just doesn't, it just like logically, it just didn't make sense. Like that she would be arrested and taken in and all this other, like, and the fact that Kublik, she was sending people to concentration camps earlier in the series and now she's yeah. getting arrested by Jadis. Yeah. And the fact that when they find her, she's just like, just sitting on a bench in her civilian outfit, just like at CRM headquarters, just kind of chilling out. Like I, the whole thing didn't make sense. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't, I, other than, other than the <laughs> fact that they really wanted Jadis to be in this show. Like, I don't understand why they needed to pull Julia Ormond out and put Jadis in other than the fact that they, they, that's just something they wanted to do. Like it, to me, it just doesn't make any, it just, I, well, I mean, the, the I ideal version is that they put Jadis in it to begin with and didn't have Julia Armand at all. Like, that would have made more sense because this 100%. show introduces a big bad in the form of Jadis in the final three episodes, right? So, I mean, it's like, what, yes. what, what, what is what did this accomplish exactly? I don't know. And then by ruining that character. But, of course, I guess what? There's the whole Huck is her daughter. There's different ways you can go about this. You can make Huck her sister with Jadis or whatever the fuck. I mean, there's just a, or, a lot of things they could have done. And I don't know if there's just things that changed in the process of making this show like yeah. you know in the writing to begin with and things that didn't click that they thought would or something but or elizabeth it's, dies be and she's this well-respected hero and so that's why that's why huck gets a pass because her mother was like this well-respected leader yeah any any number of things like that but yeah. i mean what you're describing russ is the fact that the show is a mess i mean that's that's what yeah. it comes down to <laughs> and all of a sudden dr bennett is like this expert marksman and weaponsmith where he can just pick up a gun and start this guy yeah like, what the hell? <laughs> Um, I, I don't know. Like it just, this whole, like I said, the whole, the whole thing, just, it just, the entire series for me, in my opinion, was a waste of my time. I'm sorry, but it just really was. I mean, that characters were not compelling. The art, the journey they go on, it it just seemed kind of forced and tired and tropey. It really just did not do anything to advance the overall universal story. And it ended kind of poorly. So I'm, I'm just 
just totally disappointed by the entire experience, really. Yeah, and again, the, I mean, the key thing for me was the motivation, which we we were very skeptical about this since like episode two, right? Is the motivation for them in destroying Omaha and the the campus colony? Like, still don't get it. Yeah, still the motivation behind all of that just seems ridiculous. And then this whole research of them finding a way to get rid of the the you know the 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 walkers again it just seemed like it overly important like i didn't understand why um why that that research was considered so vital to the survival um you know it just it just i mean uh, you know if if you're yeah. in a well fortified city that can expand and grow and be controlled like what do you care whether or not there's you know, million, you know, it's one of those things like there are as many zombies as there are. They're not making, I mean, the only way you make more is, is by killing more people. Well, if, if m- most of the people left in the country are in your, are in your facility, then you have direct control over, over making any more of them. And so if you're systematically wiping them out or eventually they're going to die off because of rotting and decay like you know they they kind of made a point of that to say like well eventually 20 years from now all these people are going to be so decayed like they're they're not going to be there's not going to be any more zombies anyway it's just the whole thing is to accelerate that so it doesn't take you know 10 or 20 years for for them to decompose completely i, I don't know just just the whole like you said like we said still doesn't justify the genocide of there are people no it doesn't none of that you know no, like we kind of said, the whole thing just kind of seemed like an ill-conceived mess. And I, I don't know if, if the intention was for it to be one thing and then it morphed into something else or if this was just something planned from the beginning. And, and you know, that just, I, again, I just, I don't see how you lay this this out, the story out, and, and you're in the writer's room or you're, you know, Gimple or Kirkman or anybody else and just go, yeah, that seems like a, a good 20-episode story to tell. Like, I, I just don't see how how that that's that's what gets greenlit and that's what gets gets pushed forward as opposed to 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 other things so well it makes me curious what the you know what people outside of us think and even beyond our listeners our loyal listeners because i mean there has to be fans of this thing like that has to be a thing i well, mean sure. and I, and that brings me back to my thought once again on like if if is there a younger walking dead audience that really appreciates this stuff this specific like storyline or whatnot because of the, you know, people that look more like me type of factor. Maybe that doesn't make it better for me. I'm just, I'm just curious if there is a contingent of people that are like, this is the best one. Like I, who knows? <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure there is a fandom for it. I don't, I haven't seen like a really strong, strong fandom emerge for it, but I mean, given, sure. given the rating, uh, of, of point zero seven, <laughs> um, I mean, fear is not that high either. We love fear. I mean, (laughs) true, true. But I mean, this is pretty abysmal. I mean, you know, it, it, the show pretty much like the highest it really got was the premiere, which is a point two, which is again, pretty, pretty bad. And the low was the finale point oh seven. That was the lowest it got. Shall we talk about the after credit scene? Yes. Yeah. Um, French. We, 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 Monsieur. <laughs> yeah. So Jenner's back. Um, well, not so back. wait a minute. Let's break it down. We see a scientist with a limp go into 
this it looks like a laboratory or a classroom of some sort it's covered with uh, um um graffiti uh one of the things it says on the wall is uh, the dead were born here it was one of the things in french i read later was uh, translated from written on the wall and whoever this is watches a uh a video of jenner from the last episode of the first season with new footage of jenner so it was like yeah, oh, so, yeah. when his Kelly wife was still back. alive yeah, they brought mm-hmm. back Emmerich for, for this, which yeah. is like, oh, that's neat. Well, then someone else comes in, uh, says, uh, were you one of the scientists? And they said, yes. And they say, uh, you made it worse. And then they shoot them. And then the person who was shot, like, almost immediately turns. Shot in the, the head. The person shot in the head. In the head. Immediately, almost immediately turns and then becomes like a 28 days later zombie. It's moving fast. Yeah. Um, and very unclear. So number one, Easter eggs buried all over this place. Yeah. Tons of stuff going on, even though, even though it's two people and a person on a video, um, with two turntables and a microphone. Yeah. Yeah. The scene was completely disjointed from anything we saw to this point. Right. Like. Yeah, none of this. I mean, none of this is related this, in beyond, any way, shape, or form to anything beyond the idea of science. The like nothing else like prepared yes. us for like this kind of sequence. Yeah, I had a hard time trying to figure out it. Okay, is this Jenner before the zombie outbreak, or is this Jenner post zombie outbreak? But before, like, obviously his wife's still alive, so it's before Rick and crew get there, and then both like really trying to focus on listening to what he was saying reading an article online that kind of broke down the, the actual translation, the translation and the, um, what Jenner was saying while the two of them were talking and stuff. And it, it it became a little more clear to me. Okay. This is clearly after the zombie outbreak, but you know, this isn't like pre, because at first I couldn't tell. It was like, Oh, are you asking, are you asking if the Jenner scene was before something or if the, um, the um the stuff taking the the the, no, the stuff. Jenner the Jenner stuff specifically no okay, I mean, Jenner, it was clear to yeah. me that that the the lady do because she was she was making backups she was downloading yeah, these yeah, yeah, hard yeah, drives okay. you know it was clear to me that this was in the present or near future whatever but okay. the Jenner stuff I couldn't tell was if it was pre zombie the the zombie the I Jenner mean, I, footage was pre zombie outbreak or post zombie outbreak. I think it's a bit it's a bit negligible. But the what, the important thing is it's still when he was optimistic and not you know in this routine of I'm maybe going to kill myself, which he got into by the time we met him. Right. I mean, it, so it's clear. I mean, his wife is alive. I mean, it's yes. If it, 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 whether or not I mean, it's it's either yes on the the onset of outbreak, which is most likely, or the early the early days of it. I mean, that's, right. But I guess, yeah. I guess what I meant was. Was this like, hey, there is no outbreak, <laughs> and they're talking about research they're doing? Because he said something about. Uh, I see what you're saying. Um, I mean, because the one, the one thing that well, I think it's clear now that it was after the after the outbreak. But, yes, I, I agree, but I, I I know what you're saying. Yeah, as far as like well, maybe because it's it's delving into where this stuff came from, right? That's the whole thing about this, like right, but, like and it's impl- it's heavily implying that it's French in origin now. Yes, well, and so like, and Jenner even said that in the in the season one episode he's like it started with the french or something like that mm-hmm. um well it's you know it's it's doing more to confirm certain you know things yes. while still being fairly ambiguous so yeah i mean yeah it's post outbreak but i can understand like wanting to dissect that more as far as like what was going on was it some kind of american like international 
co-work going on that led to something, you know, it's like led to, you know, the worst possible outcome of whatever they're doing to begin right. with. I, I don't know. I well, and, and the reason I say that is because at first, when we first hear what Jenner's saying, he says something about, I can't remember exactly what it is, but something to do with like stimulating spinal cord response or stimulating um, synaptic response or something like that. So at first I was like, Oh, did this start with some sort of like, um, research into like paralysis or spinal cord injury or something like that to try and reanimate tissue or something like that. And again, I mean, all kind of moot because of it, again, it becomes, it becomes clear later in the conversation that this is after the outbreak and, and yeah, but I mean, it is, it is, it's giving us this for a reason, right? Yes. Like, which we'll probably tie into the movies, um, like unless there's a spinoff episodes that are going to deal with this directly or whatever. But um, I feel like the movies seem like the best bet as far as why, where this would pay off eventually. Yeah. It just seemed odd to me to throw this in here like this. And two, it, it just seemed odd that they're getting into like the origins of the outbreak, which is something that, like Kirkman's been very anti doing this. Like, I mean, you know, in the comics, yeah, but Kirk, was, but Kirkman's not working on these shows though. I mean, and that was going to be, yeah, that yeah. was going to be my next comment was I, I, it seems to me that Kirkman isn't very involved in, in no, in, no, the further and further they go of this stuff, the, the clearer and clearer becomes to be that he's, you know, he's signing a check. Yeah. <laughs> he gives, he gives a thumbs up to some things, but like, he is not the one that's being like, Oh good. We're finally delving into this stuff. He's not interested in this. It's, it's beyond the point of the show. Um, and, and Plus, we, I mean, he's, he's got all the other skybound properties. Yeah, he's got plenty like of other things to work on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let alone, you know, pending lawsuits with the company producing said show. So, I mean, it's... Right. <laughs> like it's, it's, right. There's a lot of a lot of stuff he's already dealing with to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I should have input on what the world beyond is doing. Uh, but, I mean, in terms of where it's coming... I mean, it is a show. This is a show that dealt with, you know, people, scientists developing a cure, essentially. So, right. it's not like... It's not entirely out of left field. No, no, like no, have no, a, no. Have a weird seg- uh, uh, segue to, you know some other thing going on that also explores the nature of what the virus is and everything. Yeah. It was just interesting. And, you know, again, I, it, it opens up a lot of discussion, right? Is like, Oh, so now we're seeing what looks like somebody shot in the head that is still, that is reanimated very, very quickly, which isn't normal. Like the time always has varied, you know, sometimes it's minutes, sometimes it's a day, sometimes it's, you know, I mean, they always kind of play, played fast and loose with the, with that, but this is like almost instantaneous. And this Walker clearly is moving faster and more aggressive than, than the ones we've seen. So again, is, is the purpose to kind of lay the seed for, you know, some other type of storytelling they plan on doing with, you know, with different types of walkers or, you know, and then we see, we see some stuff we'll talk about in fear, that I think ultimately didn't pan out to, to be anything, but, um, um, Mm -hmm. but, but I guess we'll see how, where that goes. Um, yeah. So interesting. I mean, again, obviously much more, this, this, this final five minute segment or whatever was more interesting and thought provoking than, you know, 20 hours of a, of a show we just watched. For sure. And I mean, it comes down to how much you enjoyed being with these characters. And I think our takeaway from us personally is that we just, you know, the plights of hope and people whose names I'm already for Elton and Silas Iris. And, and Iris. That's why they all sound so similar. Um, I mean, 
it just didn't mean much in the end to us. So right. like, if that's not, if that core and element's Jimmy, not working. And Jimmy and little taco and automatic slim Frankie and knuckles. It's ultimately just not going to lead to a show that has much to really discuss. Cause it's like, yeah, okay, right. they, they went through the thing. And I, I forget if I said it on air or just like thought it to myself, but like, it's this is where I expected it to end up and be like, yeah, we grew up a little bit. We learned a little something along the way. Like, I didn't think there'd be like major shakeups because that's just not what this show's proven and wanted to do. It's just right. like the world yeah. beyond were the friends we made along the way. Yeah. Let's read these big bows and move the hell on from this thing. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Agreed. Oh, crap. How did I manage to do that? Hold on a second. Well, I guess we should give our own big bows. Um, oh. Um. <laughs> yeah, so go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> Um, damn, I didn't hate this episode. It's just like ultimately, it's like, yeah, all right, we're done now. So, two, I guess, two big bows, and probably a two for the series as a whole, also. Like, it felt like there was uh, uh, plenty of potential leading into it, as we already discussed, leading both into the first season, and then as far as like, oh, yeah, maybe the second season will be better. And it just never capitalized on it. There's some highlights here or there, but they're far and few and in between. So, yeah, just like a two overall out of five. It's just like, yeah, you put the parts together, but uh, maybe reassemble the next time and make something more worthwhile. Yeah. Jim? I've given every episode a two, so I'm going to give this one also a two. And I give the series a two. A lot of the reasons Aaron said uh, definitely are, are ring true with me as well. Characters just did not click with me. We're not well-developed. Uh, a lot of big questions got asked and never got answered. Uh, didn't really advance the overall universe story, you know, Walking Dead universe story very much at all, uh, like we were told it would. Uh, it, for, it had a, for all the potential it had at the beginning, for the premise and the idea of what was going behind it and, you know, going into it and this idea of a finite story, it really didn't pay off on any of it. And that was probably the most disappointing thing of all. So, yeah, two out of five for the whole series. I'll give it two and a half. I'll I'll, I'll give it a look. I mean, to me, that's it. It, it bad, bad at about fifty percent for me. Um, You're an old softy, Russ. Yeah, you know, just again, more didn't work than worked. And you know, to kind of your point, Jim, I think when when they first announced this series, and we thought, oh man, just two two seasons, nice and tight, talking about you know how you know these kids that grew up in the apocalypse are you know, dealing with it. Um, I think we're all pretty optimistic and hopeful for, for what this, um, this series would be. And I think, you know, it's, it's, again, it just didn't deliver on that. Like I just, I, I just never felt that it, it really told that story effectively and, and really focused on it. And, um, and, and it, it, it just seemed kind of, kind of pointless. So a bummer, you know, a bummer. I think, um, I think they could have, they could have done, uh, much more with uh, with with what they were trying to do. So, agreed. But wow, we got a lot of comments this week about it. That's good. We probably got a record breaker here from Yuki Yoshi. It's a long one, so let's get started. Uh, big Mo's were given for the series finale of World Beyond, starting with Kevin Barry. Uh, if you would like to join our podcast, you could do so by rating these episodes yourself we're gonna be taking a break of course for the holiday but when the shows come back you know facebook.com slash group slash wdtv podcast and uh, you can give us your thoughts on every single episode and uh we'll read them out and talk about them as we do 
Uh, Kevin wrote in with two rest easy mo out of five. The rating is more for the show as a series than this episode. In the end, I just never cared all that much for the characters, and this episode continue to offer very little in terms of connecting to the bigger Walking Dead universe, aside from maybe seven total minutes of content. Uh, the credit scene at the end was the most interesting thing of the two seasons. I am okay with Variant Walker to offer something new, even if it was just a teaser trailer for a 20-months-later uh, movie that we never got. <laughs> uh, 28 months later, right. Uh, Johnny Storer. Uh, the dead were born here is what it said on the wall in the after credit scene in French. Did she get shot in the head? It looks like it, and she came back. Fast and strong like 28 days later. Yeah, F that. <laughs> Maybe Rick is going around the world now? I honestly have no idea besides him being with that general dude. Uh, I like the show, but sometimes BS, but guys, it's the first Walking Dead show that ended. Think about that. Cheers. That means nothing to me. <laughs> I don't know what he's trying to say there, but okay. It did end. Uh, Mike Lixman, as someone who stopped watching after four episodes, did I miss much? Eh. <laughs> see our, our earlier comments. Yukiyoshi Sawada, my friends. Five rules of two out of five. It's the ending, but also the beginning. Maybe one. This is the last time to remind you about the day uh, the, the sky fell. Uh, absolutely, that it's a thing. Sure. Uh, two, Iris, let's promise to always have each other's backs no matter what. Silas, even if I get framed for murder, you got my back? Iris, we'll talk if that comes up. Three, there the cabin is the only fear reference we're given you move on. Four. So it was decided by Hulk and Dennis that they, I think it means Huck, and Dennis that they were going Hulk to die it. together in this. Um, was the Hulk in here and I missed it? Uh, in the outpost scene, <laughs> as they were talking about the cabin, right? Silas totally made them change plans when he said he was sticking with them, right? That's what I read. Um, I don't know if he made them change. I mean, Dennis is the one who, like, saved Silas, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, by sacrificing. Oh, look. Hey, wait. I hear the dulcet tones of Dr. Current. Yes. That's because I put that spotlight with the meatball in the center out in the sky. I I saw it. I I felt something, a presence in the air. (laughs) The current signal. Yes. Well, just in time, (laughs) you just got, just in time to miss our uh, discussion of World Beyond, Daryl. I Did I really miss it. anything? Did I really miss anything? <laughs> I don't know, buddy. You tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, I did. Five. Okay, you got to admit, Will's next snapping was cool. The problem with the CRM is they depend way too much on psych reports. It's been two months since it was updated. They've been on the road since then. Those character development, not a thing in the Civic Republic? <laughs> Evidently not, Yukiyoshi, telling, talking from this uh, show. Uh, six. Okay, the A1 here, uh, Duel of the Fates playing during Felix versus Frank. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Duel of the Duds. Uh-huh. Very much. Seven. Anne is going around acting like she is the only person who suffered the most the day the sky fell. It's a thing! <laughs> I don't think I like her. Also, Hulk, I guess he's just going to call her Hulk, was being honorable, giving her a student a fighting chance. So that's why she gave her the weapon. Plus stalling. And how much time do I have? B, less now that you did to ask that question. Right. (laughs) 
Eight, I think we all learned a lesson after Elton being bit. Mass produced those jackets. Ironic, Elton in the beginning was the most prepared for bite protection. Abs got bit in the end. Absolutely mm-hmm. got bit in the end. A nine, sinuses now has a purpose. It always flat, like he never know what was there. For now, he has a goal to infiltrate and destroy. Ten, Iris, we don't know if Huck imaginary CRM resistance is real, but I'm going to make it be with me leading them. <laughs> Cut to Iris wearing a military outfit, a dictator's hat, absolutely a saber, a saber at her side. <laughs> Eleven. Always two there are, a master and an apprentice. (laughs) (laughs) And was Jennifer's apprentice who killed her. Now Silas is now Darth Jadis' apprentice. (laughs) And I hope the tradition will continue. All right. Twelve. Anne sure loves that word treason, doesn't she? No, I really love this scene with Anne and Elizabeth. Here's something we see her again. Anne now walks away with an eye patch on with evil Morty Steam playing in the background. Thirteen. So, let's see where on the story uh, let's see where the story goes from here, shall we? Opens the door to what lies beyond, beyond the facts. A1, it's revealed that it's been 2 months since Monument Day and since the Endlings left the campus colony. The date is also confirmed from Jennifer's watch, which reveals that it is October 26, 2020, meaning Monument Day is around August 26 as it is unclear if it has been two months exactly or just in general. And Monument Day was the day that all the zombies started, right? Mm. I think that's right. Oh, I don't know. I thought, wasn't that the formation of the... Well, it was the 10th anniversary of the formation they were celebrating. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's it's known as the the end of modern society. So, like, basically, once the... Once it became a global pandemic, that's what, that's what Monument did. Ah, okay. It was the day the sky fell, Aaron. It's a thing. Yeah. Why did you say that? It's so totally a thing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, while talking with Huck, Dennis mentions a missing friend of his from the early days who had a cabin in the Smoky Mountains. This is a reference to Beckett, Isabella's partner who died in Fear of the Walking Dead. Huh. Oh. C3. An unknown amount of time passes between the departure of the Endlings from the Underground Mall and the final scene. However, it is presumably months since they have crossed the entire country from New York to Oregon, <laughs> and Silas is a CRM soldier rather than just a cadet. D4. It is implied that the apocalypse may have started in France, possibly even in La Biomedicine DDMI itself, as it has a message that reads, Les morts sont nés ici, which translates to, the dead were born here. Uh, the man acu- accuses scientists of working in the facility of starting this and then making it worse. E5. This is the second time Francis come up in the Walking Dead uh, verse. In Parent Show's first season, Final Doctor Edwin Jenner states to Rick and the gang that the French were longest before we lost contact with them. F- F6. The French woman, who I will begin calling, bring calling Jonah, tells... The French mean, who I will begin to call man, who I begin to call Francis, uh, that the scientists in Ohio, America, on the day the sky fell. In the parent show, we know that the Commonwealth is located somewhere in Ohio. Meaning, we may see these, par- these scientists in the parent show. 
Okay, I know I've gone long to the point of being banded around from comment banned from commenting next year, but <laughs> I did really like World Beyond, mostly the characters, which I hope to see once again one day. The best part about this is we have a story that's continued on through multiple series on TV, and I think it's pretty cool. Scene with Francis and Jonah. Uh Tandike Salamen Just à la plus de questions. Shin Shin. Translation. While that just leads to more questions, camp high. <sighs> All right. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, but there's more. Andy Peterson wrote in. Thanks, Andy. Oh. Uh, two hopes betrayed me in the end out of five. Not betrayal <laughs> from the hope from the show. Who cares about her? Instead of my own hope that there would be a worthy payoff to my time spent watching <laughs> largely uninteresting people and storylines. WTF, you tease me in the post credits with a storyline I actually want to watch? Walking Dead University tricked me into watching CW-level crap. I will pull the plug much more quickly next time. Thanks to the podcast crew for trying to hope along with me till the very end. <laughs> Thank you for listening, Andy. We appreciate it. And then finally, Jason Graining. I can't even justify this episode of the series of the Big Mo rating. In five minutes, the post-credit series, or post-credit scene, which was completely unrelated to the rest of the series, had me more invested in what was going on than the series over the course of 20 episodes. A world beyond as a whole seemed unnecessary. The only parts that I could see have any relevance to the universe going forward is the CRM and the unnamed dimension of Rick Grimes being traded by Jadis to gain entry into the CRM. It possibly could have been better as a 10-episode series instead of spread out over two seasons, but it was sunk by its uninteresting characters in the story. Unfortunately, I am a completist and on board for the long haul with The Walking Dead and all of its spinoffs. Thus, I am unjustifiably bonded to this series through thick and thin. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate your timing in as well. And thanks to everybody who wrote in with their big mo's. Appreciate all that. It's very awesome. Oh. Okay. Wake up, Daryl. That wasn't me. No, I was oh. falling asleep. That wasn't me though. But <laughs> my dog kind of snores. Sorry. I didn't mean I didn't mean to put you guys to sleep. My bad. Oh, it's not you. One point five. I'm changing my world beyond reading. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. So, all right. Now let's talk about something a little more interesting. Yes. So, yeah, let's move on. Fear the Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 8, Padre. Yes. Talk about Padre. Um, so this is obviously an Alicia-centric episode, finally. It's taken us eight episodes to finally get to Alicia. I hope um, she has some good movies coming out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it, it pretty much starts with her where we last kind of left her with her. Teddy. Teddy locking her in the bunker and making a point of saying, like, because uh, she says, well, no, I'm never going to be, you know, what you want me to be. And Teddy's, you know, response was, that's good. That's that's kind of the point. Um, so she's down down there for a while. It, I'm not sure how long she's down there. And eventually Teddy's people from up top. um bring her up and want her as compost. They're going to feed her to the walker they have tied up to the tree. And then, of course, Arno comes in at the last minute, who Arno we've seen in the previous episode, um, realizes that she's kind of Teddy's chosen one and saves her at the last minute and almost kind of treats her like some kind of a like savior messiah type. Oh, they sounded crazy. They, they sounded really crazy. Yeah. Um. She doesn't, you know, obviously want to have anything to do with any of them. She just wants to get out. So the one guy that had her um, 
towards the tree. She ends up hitting him, grabs his gun, and then throws that guy into the tree, and he ends up getting getting eaten. Um, That was cool. Yeah. So then we cut to the present, um, and and this is where we kind of left from last episode, right? Everybody's hauling ass running away, away from, from a giant stink cloud. Yeah, just giant yeah. giant red cloud. Um, <laughs> yeah. And she's carting around this zombie, and nobody really knows why. So there's there's a lot going on with Alicia that will slowly um, reveal itself over the over the course of this episode. Um, again. This thing did the thing that irritates me sometimes where like it's I'm going to ask you a direct question. And you're going to tell me, you know, you're not ready to know the truth yet or I can't tell you right now or you just right. gonna have to trust me. And it's like, yeah, just, yeah, that was my one problem with just, the episode. Just say that, it. Uh, it was especially since it's 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 Morgan, like you really can't tell him like from a writing perspective. I'm not like, what's the point of that? Like, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't understand. Like if you're in the writers' room, why you, why that? Yeah, it just. And once she revealed the secret, it still didn't make sense why she didn't tell him. Yeah, just right away. Yeah, no, it's an entire plot contrivance, and it's not yeah. particularly entertaining to see stretched out for a whole episode. Uh, yeah, and yeah, it's not. It's not even a particularly original plot, plot contrivance. No, nope. see it. Yeah, see that's it the all thing. the time. Yeah. Um. So then we, so again, the, the gist of this episode is cutting kind of back and forth in time with Alicia and her time, you know, back in the bunker and then her time, um, in the present. And so we get another flashback to her in the past and she's trying, she has an ax and she's trying to, um, uh, swing at this door that's meant to, uh, stop a nuclear blast. Um, and this guy who we find out his name is Will, comes out of nowhere and tells her basically to stop trying like that. This door was meant to stop a 50 megaton blast. You're not going to be able to get it open with a, with a ax. Um, and then he starts to, uh, tell her like kind of what, what, you know, what the purpose of this place was. So we find out that this was a bunker. It was meant for continuity of government that it was like, you know, I'm assuming state senators and probably the governor and, and things like that. Um, hold up down in this facility or, or meant to be in this facility um, so that they could they could survive what happens and and be there and they've been there you know and th- those people were in there um, at, at the start of the outbreak so when the outbreak happened they headed to this bunker and, and lived down there so this guy will hasn't been out amongst civilization since things first started to fall He's a so, zombie virgin. He's never seen one. Yes, yes. So he's never seen one and never been out in the world. Um, I do and, like that this was this character again from the the uh, premiere. Like right. have, having for one thing, yeah. I thought he was pretty good in the premiere. So it's like okay, I like yeah. that we're filling yeah. in a certain kind of backstory. That like given the annoyance of the other thing going on as far as the structure of this episode, I did like that. Like this, we know this guy is doomed, and but we are seeing like we're learning about him. Like I thought that was a right. that was a right. clever conceit. Right. Um, so, and then he, he mentions like, you know, Teddy and everything was fine until Teddy's people came in and they killed everyone. And I've been, he's basically been hiding out ever since. Um, so he's been, he's been kind of skulking around this facility for quite some time at this point. Um, so we cut back to the present. Um, 
she tells Morgan that the, the walker she has kind of on the stick can take them where they need to go. And so she's again, vague about why or what or, or how. Um, and then we see Sherry and Dwight and they mention that Aisha Tyler's character bailed out, right? Like that her. Yeah. So, to me, it just made it seem like, okay, well, what was the point of her try- joining up with them at the yeah, end of that episode yes. if yeah. she wasn't going to be back for more? Yeah. Well, um, I'll tell you what. I will, I, will de- I will direct three episodes of this show <laughs> if you let me body slam and do wrestling moves on zombies. What do you say? Yeah. It would have made more sense like they did the other character uh, a couple episodes, oh, the episode before that one where... He just said, I need to go and get myself together first before I can be yeah. with a group. And that yeah. would have made more sense. If she comes back, she comes back. If she doesn't, she doesn't. Yeah. It just seemed kind of odd that they made a point of her teaming yeah. up with them. And then <laughs> this one, it's like, nope, it's getting too hot. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, again, minor quibble. I, it didn't, it, it didn't really do much for me. Um, Morgan like says that. Or something. Yeah, Morgan says that everybody should head back to the sub because they'll be safe there. So Dwight and Sherry and the rest of them. And then Morgan's going to stay with with Alicia because Alicia's kind of got her her mission. Um, And so she, at this point, covers uh, a walker in guts and hands Morgan the poncho. I like that she didn't need to, you know, again, Morgan's kind of old hat at the whole, like, hiding in the guts thing. She didn't really need to elaborate on that at all. Um and then freeze up the white walker, this walker they painted white so they could, she can keep, which is again, also kind of clever. They painted this thing like white so they could, she can keep and keep tabs on him and differentiate right. him obviously with the other walkers. Um, so they cover themselves in guts so this walker doesn't kill them and then sets them free so they can just kind of follow along with where they're going. Um, we cut back to the bunker and Alicia, now she's got her own room. Uh, they give her her weapon back, so she's got her sharpened gun muzzle um, back as, as, her, as her trusty weapon. Um, and they find Will. Um, the rest of them find Will. <clears throat> and um, so they start talking about Padre, and Will says, you know, Padre is where they're all supposed to go after things cold off. And so <laughs> this brings up something that I've been saying since the beginning of the, of the season is, um, Alicia mentions like, well, did they mean Padre Island? And he's like, no, that's a, that's way too obvious. So it's not, it's not Padre Island. Um, it's a secret location. He doesn't know where it, he, and it turns out he didn't know where it, where it, where it is or where it was. So it was some sort of and secret place. The only one who does know is a zombie now, right? Yes. So it was like the state Senator that, um, he's, it turns out he's, which we'll find he's the one that, that Alicia is dragging around he was the one that was tied up to the um to the tree to the tree that they're using to mulch everybody um which will recognizes when he you know he kind of goes topside um uh alicia's so back in back in the uh present alicia doesn't seem like she's doing very well she's seems a little peaked uh strand or uh, morgan's even concerned about her that she seems kind of sick and alicia kind of kind of uh blows it off um, all of a sudden they start getting shot at by strands guys. And then there's a little bit of back and forth, whether, you know, Morgan's like, Hey, if you tell them it's you, they'll stop because they're actually looking for you. And, you know, strand, you know, strands obviously out here. Um, 
<laughs> the white Walker gets his arm blown off. Uh, uh, and then strand gets off his horse. Um, um, and, and, uh, so Morgan, Alicia and the zombie kind of walk up to this cliff and obviously it's water, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's into some sort of body of water. And, um, Alicia throws the, throws the Walker into the water and threatens to jump <clears throat> and, uh, strand tries to, to talk her out of it and she's not having any of it. And so she jumps and then Morgan, you know, Morgan says like, you're, you know, you're right. She didn't want to have anything to do with you. And then Morgan goes to jump and strand starts shooting at him. Um, keep the fear. He grabs his ax first. And so then they, yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh-huh. Um, so Alicia and Morgan start talking to each other and she thinks that there's an echo of who the dead were before and it can take them, you know, basically they'll, they'll try to want to go back home. And Morgan just thinks this is absolute, you know, craziness and wants to kill it. Um, yeah. So and, Alicia saw Dawn of the dead and Morgan's like, I just watched night. So I'm set on. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then of course, trans guys show up. Um, yeah, they get caught after jumping off a cliff. They get caught anyway. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we cut back to the past. They take the walker from the tree uh, down. They open him up and rub their guts on. And this is where she tells Will, like, "Hey, do you trust me? You know, did, you know, tr- you know, this is going to work." And asks if he's squeamish and and all that. So they rub the walker guts on this on this walker. They they let him go. They lead him, or they, well, they lead him down to it to the tunnels. They find it because the whole thing is they're trying to find a way out. And one of the things Will says is, "Well, I've seen some rats getting in. So obviously, if they're getting in, there has to be some sort of way out." Um, so that eventually they find, I guess, these tunnels. They go in the tunnels, and at this point in the story is when the nukes go off. So they're in there, you know, Alicia and Will and the this. Uh, Senator Zombie are in the um, in the tunnel when the bombs go off, and of course, parts of the tunnels collapse and and you know debris everywhere. New um, business, yeah. Then we come back to the present. Um, Strand shows up to talk to Alicia and Morgan and asks about the White Walker, and um. Hey, don't Alicia. call him that, or we're going to get sued from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, uh, I'll say Senator Walker then. Um, but Strand wants Alicia to come back, um, and um, he, he Strand feels like he needs her. He trusts her, um, and she talks about Padre, and Strand's like, Padre's a myth, like. Everybody that comes to me talks about how they've heard about Padre. They've tried to find Padre. They can't find Padre. So it's he strand thinks it's all just a bunch of BS and that his place is the only safe haven that, you know, his, his fortress. Um, Along with us amongst the cloud. Yes. (laughs) So at this point, strand orders his men to kill Morgan and then the Walker, um, Alicia steps in, she gets bit. Um, strand kind of freaks out a little bit. But oh, she he does. I like it. I uh, it, you know, like I, I didn't mean for this to happen. It kind of reverts back to the yeah. remorseful uh, strand. 
that was the one thing about this episode that was a little weird to me is kind of the whole back and forth that's like strand shows up then they get away then he shows up then they get away then he shows up it's like what the like it's it's a it's a repetitive i mean that's that's a it's that's a problem with this episode yeah and then they intersperse that with the flashbacks right yeah um so at least just tells him to leave and and of course he does um we cut back to the flashbacks uh and she's cut off from will um they're trying, she, you know, she's trying to, to dig her way out. And of course she gets bit on the arm and starts to freak out. Will doesn't quite understand what that means at this point. Um, and she says that basically I'm dead. Like, you know, that there's no, um, you know, that there's, you know, will, will isn't so convinced, but he doesn't, again, he doesn't really understand kind of the mechanics of the way things really work, um, around there. Um, so we cut back to the present. Um, Morgan tries to talk to her about, about her being bit because of what he saw sees. And she pulls the glove off and pulls her arm up. And we see that she's got a prosthetic or fake arm. Um, and she's such a baller. She literally has a, a arm, like a mechanical arm made out of her own arm bones. Um, see at first, I agree. It's neat. But at first I was like, did you just like let the skin rot off? Like it just looked nasty to me. I was like, what, what is this thing? Yeah. I'm curious how they did it. That's a, that's a crazy bold move to skin your own arm and use it as, use it as an arm. (laughs) Like what the hell? It's one of those things that looks cool, but it's entirely impractical. Very much. It'd be like way too much. Way yeah. too much problem to make, you know. Unless but, you're a Terminator, but well, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. cool. And yeah. Presu- presumably, like fragile, but also like dangerous from an in- like a like a, a bacteria standpoint. I would yeah. think so. Yeah, you have no antibiotics. I mean, maybe you know, may- maybe in the nuclear dystopia that these characters exist in, they're able to find a whole ton of um, <laughs> cleaner and whatnot to make this sterilize as much as possible. But I don't know. Sure. She boiled Something the tells bones. Me that the- she boiled them all before she... Uh, I mean, they're super brown, so it didn't look like it at all. <laughs> yeah, it's just gnarly looking. Um, it looked like she smelled more than the zombies. Yeah. Like, watch out for the girl with the arm. Which one? You'll smell her. You'll, <laughs> You'll know. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut back to the tunnel, and we see that she... What we kind of already know at this point, she uses her you know blade weapon to cut off her arm. Um, and, of course, then she passes out. Will was finally able to get back to her um, and mentions like, hey, you're, you know, the people that were here got in the way of Strand. So they're they're gone. You know, now they're gone. Um, But that she was out for a week because she asked him like, well, because she's when she wakes up, she comes to she's got like her arm. You know, obviously it's been sewn up or whatever, and it's like dripping goo and it's like really nasty looking. Um but she's been out for a week, and she's had a very high fever. Um, but the fever is, broke. But she's not is convinced. Is it weird that, to me that I'm sorry, like real, uh, real quick, because you mentioned about her arm. Mm-hmm. Is it weird to me that grossed me out more than any zombie in this episode or in the other episode? Well, just like, the thought of. Yeah, it. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it was the same way. Yeah, it's the whole dripping yeah. goo part. Like that's mm-hmm. just the. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, um, but she thinks because she had the high fever. 
that she she's not going to make it. She she's still convinced like, hey, we didn't get this in time. Even though she broke the fever, but she just assumes right. like, okay, if you got bit and you get sick, you're going to die. Like, there's no like that's the progression she's seen you know over and over and over again. Right. Um, and she's kind of upset with Will that he didn't kill her because he you know that's one of the things she said is like, hey, if I don't you know you need to you need to kill me. Um, but he tries to convince her that you know she's. She she did make it, you know that that um, you know she she got past the um she got past the fever. So then, of course, cut back to the present. Morgan and um Morgan and Alicia are you know on the move again. They've mm-hmm. been following this senator zombie, and she's she thinks she's found Padre. And once Morgan realizes that they're headed towards the beacon, the lighthouse beacon. Um, which is apparently the zombies just being drawn to the light. It seems like um, mm-hmm. Morgan's like, no, that that you know, um, that ain't it. This this ain't it. You know, this isn't Padre. Um, um, but th- but then this is also where she confines in Morgan that she's not going to make it. Like she's like, I'm you know, I didn't amputate it in time. It's just a matter of time. I'm going to die. Like I'm not going to make it. And Morgan again, Morgan is a little skeptical of that as well because she's. You know, it's been at this point, you know, weeks. Um, that, yeah, that, nobody lasts that long. So yeah, far. yeah. Um, so then Strand com- catches up to him again, which I guess this makes a little more sense because they're getting closer to <laughs> right. the to the to the um, to the fortress and wants to help her. Like he realizes that uh, that he can help her, and um, uh. He says that the you know the the Strand says that the Walker led them to 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 him, um, you know that that basically it's fate. Like, hey, this Walker led you to me. You're you're meant to be here. And Alicia makes him, you know, take his word. He's like that you'll take care of everyone, even if she's not around. She because again, she thinks she's gonna die, um, and uh, and and. And that she's, you know, she's not going to make it. So she wants Strand's word that like, hey, okay, if I come back with you and we're all kumbaya, like you're not going to turn your back on these people just because I'm gone. Like if I, if I don't make it or something happens to me, you're still going to honor your deal with, with the rest of them. And Strand gives her her, his, her word. Um, and this is where we get a little interweaving um, of, of what's going on. Um, Alicia wakes up again, finds a note from Will. Um you know, kind of explaining, you know, what, that, that, you know, he, he left and, uh, he's going to try and make it out, you know, figure out, figure a way to make it in the world. Um, and she looks down in the present and sees this Walker that has a necklace, um, and is, you know, had all bashed in and everything. And she realizes that it's will. And, um, this is where Alicia kind of snaps and uh, Strand said that he killed him because he knew it would hurt her. And she's like, why would you think that it would hurt me? And he, and she Strand tells her, you know, he said he loved you. Um, and so at this point, Alicia just kind of snaps and she's, she changes his mind. She's going to go with Morgan. She asked Morgan, how long can we, can we survive in this back in the sub? And Morgan's like, ah, eh, probably a week or two, you know, we'll have enough supplies and stuff for about a week or two. And she's gonna go back with him, and then she she just goes off on Strand and says, "Like this, is it we're done. I'm gonna take away the one thing that you um, 
that you value most in this world. I'm going to take that, that tower away from you. And she's like, we're going to war. I was like, yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> Bull yeah, warriors. Yeah. And that's where we leave things uh, with this half of the, of the season. Yes. So, um, and then Madison comes back. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we already talked about that, cuz. Yeah, I know, I know. That's why I throw it in there. Damn. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't think she, she's coming back. Episode nine. She's coming back in season eight. So, so well, no. they, they said she will be back in season <laughs> well, they seven. Said second half. Second oh, half. Did? But I thought it's yeah. eight specifically. Okay. So, oh, no, she'll yeah, be a okay. regular in season eight. Right. They really just blew their load on giving us all these details. Jesus, like, yeah. what are we? What are we gaining out of this? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know because it was only a Talking Dead where they said that, right? Like I, I would, I would have appreciated. Like, well, like why say that part? Why say why say she's also coming back in season seven? Like, <laughs> announce the eight thing and then just leave that speculation. I'm surprised they didn't just do a re- you know, like a reveal of her being somewhere or whatever. I mean, at this rate, that's what we'll get. In I the think that's half. what I think that's what season. But why? I tell think that's us what that's episode sixteen that, is of this. Oh, I, well, yeah, no, that's that's what that's my argument. Yeah, like, like why I, tell I, us? I, I see no reason why to not like, but like I, I, I don't feel like new fans are going to come to this show because Kim Dickens is coming back to it. Right. So right it's like who are we? Right. Who are we benefiting here? Because the fans yeah. are invested no matter what. So it's not like oh they announced this character's returning. Great. Now I'll keep watching the show that I love. Like what? Because <laughs> it was such spoilers that I as I watched the episode, I was like. It's not in the episode, so what is the point? Yeah, we talked about it earlier, Daryl. I don't think she's going to be back until the final episode of I of surprised. the next half. Like, I think that's going to be like some kind of cliffhanger reveal. Is is I hope she has the exact same arc as Morgan that she shaved her head, she found a cool <laughs> god, and taught her martial arts, <laughs> staff, bow skills. Nice. She's very calm. She's very common center. Doesn't yeah, kill anybody. She doesn't have perfect. to. She's clearing areas. And, you know, oh, that would be perfect. She's been. She's been. She's been walking the earth. Yeah, that or she that or she become a cannibal. She's like a, she found like the remnants of Terminus, and she's like, you know what? Better eating than nothing. And she started just dealing with with cannibal stuff, and that's that's her deal now. It was just funny of all the people that had all the theories of every time the season was ending that Madison was either there or going to be there or whatever. It's just funny. It is. Yes. <laughs> all right. So how many Tobys? Not, we... not funny in a humorous way. Yeah, no. Not way. Funny. And <laughs> no. wow, this, this milk smells funny. You know, yes. like, that kind of funny. Like That's what? Nice funny. Like what? All right, Daryl. Since you miss, skipped out on the on the fun of the first not half, the best Walking Dead show ever. Yeah. How many Tobys do you give this episode? <laughs> uh, I probably can only give it three. I mean, it had a lot of stuff I liked, but it also had a lot of problems, which was just kind of a letdown because this has been a pretty strong season so far. Um, but, uh, yeah, just a repeat of not, you know, the whole thing of not giving a character information who is also your ally just did not make sense to me. Um and just even the will part of that, you know, like that just seemed so convenient to just pop up out of nowhere. I could see if he had put it up and, you know, like use Will's body and placed it so that she could see that Will was there. But to just automatically it just pops up. It was totally a TV uh, convenience uh, to do that. 
Um, but I did like seeing, you know, Alicia come back and, and her and Morgan running around and, um, and whatnot. And, uh, what we, you know, I'm looking forward to what's to come too. uh, the war, uh, that we'll get. Um, so yeah, I give it, I give it a, a three, three out of five. Jim. I give this episode, I, I'm with Daryl, I only give it a three. That cutting back and forth was like terrible, a terrible way to structure this episode, I thought. I didn't really appreciate that that uh, aspect of it. The, I didn't think the writing was the strongest in this episode as well. Also, I'm not sure why Alicia thought all of a sudden that like the zombie would be able to follow, show her the way to Padre. Like, like it seemed like, okay, we need Alicia to believe this so we, we can advance the plot. You know, it just didn't make sense. So, I mean, it's been a strong season, and I'm excited for the way it ended to see what happens in the next half of the season. And I give the this this half of the season overall probably a four. But um, this yeah. episode in particular, I give a three. Mm-hmm. Aaron? I'm actually in agreement with these guys. I, um, you know, I haven't masked how much I appreciate what fear has do- been doing with this season as far as being something ambitious and like fresh in its presentation while de- delivering good character and story work. But it, this is not my favorite kind of finale where you hold back on a character for the entire season only to, you know, deliver a lot of information by the end of it. And it's just not as exciting as I feel uh, the, you know, runner showrunners thought it would be um, because of both. Yeah. The structure, as you guys have mentioned, as well as I'm just not, this is less compelling to me compared to other aspects that we've seen throughout this season. So it, you know, I, those issues kind of compound with each other. And though it's like, all right, like, cool, there's more of this and it ends on an intriguing note. But as an episode of this season, I've seen much better ones that I really liked. And even ones that I just, you know, like well enough that I thought were stronger than what this one presented. So three Toby sounds about right. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, I th- I think again, there's some cool visuals that we've we've seen so far, but I I think yeah, from an editing structure, di- the directing to me didn't wasn't a huge standout this episode, and the editing and the writing wasn't wasn't as strong. Um, and Aaron, I think I think you hit it head on is the fact that we've seen nothing of Alicia, and then it, we get to the end, and then boom, it's like we're gonna dump all this in. You know, as part of having to dump it all in one episode, we get a lot of disjointedness between Morgan, yeah. between Strand. You know, the the whole Strand like showing up, going away, showing up, going away. It just seemed yeah. odd to me. Like it just seemed like very strange because Strand's been fairly focused this episode, this season, and so for him to be wishy washy and Alicia be like, "Go away," and then he leaves, and then he only for him to come back. It it just seemed a little little odd to mm-hmm. me. Um, Almost like they just kind of backed themselves into a corner story wise and just had to 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 find a way to to kind of get through it. So, yeah, three for me as well. Um, and again, kind of like what Jim, what you said on this half season as a whole, I definitely would give it a four. I mean, it it, it you know uh, you know I think we've had six really really strong episodes and two episodes yeah. that maybe weren't quite as uh, as strong as the rest. But you know yeah. that's that's a pretty good batting well, average in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was the stronger eight episodes in the the parent show. Yeah, oh, I, I agree. So. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Agreed. For sure. Like I said, just the visually, we've just seen some really, really interesting things, and I think which is a huge factor. I mean, it's sure. like, it is. The, the mm-hmm. show's never mm-hmm. like you know, the show's had the budget. Like it's never been 
you know, outside of maybe some rocky ish episodes here or there in the early on in the first season, probably like the show is always delivered on its aesthetic, but the idea that it would take an ambitious swing, like well, what if a nuke went off and just, just, just destroyed the atmosphere? <laughs> yeah. Like that made for some really visually interesting episodes of television that I just don't get out of the series. So yeah. like I, you know, big props to them making that kind of, you know, leaning into the comic bookness of it of all. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you know, we saw the first couple episodes where, I mean, I think Alicia, Alicia, Aisha Tyler is dipping her toes into the directing um, side of her career. You know, she's, she's done, she's directed other episodes of television, but for somebody to be a somewhat newcomer to the directing world yeah. to kind of deliver a couple of very strong episodes, I think that, that speaks a lot to it as well. So, um, yeah, so I think, I think we're on a. I'm I'm excited to see what what comes in the back half. <laughs> but what did the Facebook group have to say? Well, we only had we only had one comment on fear. There's technically two. There's another post on the under um this week's episode, the last week's podcast. You can there's another Toby rating in there. Oh, okay, thanks. I'll get to that after I yeah. read Johnny's story. Uh, Johnny wrote in. I'm sorry, but this is a te- terrible episode to leave us off on. Alicia's arm is ridiculous. <laughs> Also, she is slowly turning. I'm confused. This show visually is better than the main show, but damn, the writing sucks bad. Too bad the guy who likes Alicia is dead because from Strand, because I think he could have been a good character to add. Okay, you said it was under the under the the latest podcast episode. Ah, here we go. Kevin Barry wrote in uh, for this episode. Three, everyone is losing an arm in the Walking Dead universe out of five. (laughs) What is this, Star Wars? Come on now. (laughs) I like the Alicia uh, Alicia backstory, but as a whole episode, I felt let down. The war between Alicia and Strand is forced only because Strand killed a guy who loved her. Hopefully the second half continues to deliver more quality episodes. Uh, Asterisk, I hope Padre is not turning into Fear of the Walking Dead's version of Terminus. I don't think so. No, something pretty different. But thanks for writing in. Appreciate it as always. Please keep your Moes and your Tobies and your Walters and your uh, and your Punjabs all together and ready, and send them over to our Facebook group, and we will read them on the air, part of our uh, podcast. Excellent. All right. Well, before we head out for this week, uh, Aaron, where can folks find you on the internet? Um, especially in this busy time of movie premieres and uh, end of year lists and whatnot, it it is a busy time. You know, we are in the thick of award season. There's a lot of movies coming out, including some biggies. You know, we still got a Spider Man and a and a Matrix happening. But uh, I am writing plenty of reviews covering all of these films over at WeLiveEntertainment.com. Um, I have some Blu-ray stuff over at WhySubblue.com. Everything I do ends up at my personal blog, the code Zeke. Dot com, and I host a podcast of my own called Out and Out There and a Day. My friend Abe and I talk about the weekly movie releases. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun on that show. We just actually talked about The Matrix Reloaded for our latest commentary track for the month. And huh. uh, we, I wonder, uh, I wonder why you picked that. <laughs> and um, we uh, we have a very exciting West Side Story episode coming up, so stay tuned. And uh, I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Excellent, Doctor Current. <laughs> Uh, you can catch me and Jim and Donnie. We just came back with a new uh, episode yeah. of on. So we catched, caught up on all the new uh, movie and TV news. And Yeah, we talked about Ghostbusters Afterlife. We talked yeah. about the real, 
Wheel of Time. We talked about the new Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop. Bebop uh, yeah. yeah, all kinds of good stuff in that episode. So check it out. Yeah, so that was fun. And uh, also, uh, there'll be another Gotham My Geeks uh, coming up probably by the time this episode is up. Uh, we, we have a lot to kind of discuss because the last of the Fear State uh, event is uh, in, ending right now. And we will be talking about that. And uh, with the sad news with George Perez, we'll probably be doing some special uh, discussions uh, on the, some of the work he's done. Uh, it needs to be spoken about uh, because of that, what that man contributed to comics. So we'll definitely be talking about that. And I'm sure I'll be doing, I'm just trying to come up with what I'm going to do for DC All-Stars, but we'll be doing something special for him there, too. <laughs> Uh, Maybe we should do our Perez tribute on DC All-Stars. Uh, I, I just wanted to mention that an idea I've seen floated on the internet was that uh, DC and Marvel should come together and reprint JLA Avengers. I, yeah, I saw uh, It's a limited edition to help George Perez and his family. I think that's a capital idea, and I'm definitely going to signal boost that. It should. Wherever I, can. Yeah. I think that would be a great, great idea. I mean, he's given so much to the medium. It's, it's only right they should give him something back. Yeah. Agreed. For sure, or at least both of them can do some some more traded stuff and and give those proceeds. He was yeah. one of the first pros I ever yeah. met, and he was one of the nicest pros I ever met. So, yeah, I mean, with all that money they made off of his work, <laughs> you would think uh, it would just be the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so you can check all that stuff out at taylornorkapodcast.com and uh, I'll take it from there, Jim. As uh, Dr. Kern said, nothing's on every week with him, me, and Donnie. Also, every week, you can catch me on the old space show at thebrandofpetershow.com. We're covering Space 1999, episode by episode. Uh, we're in season two. Uh, the latest episode that just came out, it was the guy who played Pink's dad in Pink Floyd the Wall, uh, teamed up with Pamela Stevenson from Superman 3 uh, in a weird dream sequence in the set of Manos, the Hands of Fate. Very bizarre show, Space 1999. It's fun to talk about with Brandon. It's fun to listen to, hopefully, as well. So check that out. The Old Space Show is at brandonpetershow.com. Excellent. Uh, and you can stay tuned here, hhwlod.com, um, for more Walking Dead goodness. Um, when are we back? Yeah, so that's a good question. <laughs> I think we are back. February? Fe- it's definitely February. Sounds about I think right. it's February 13th, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it's just a type of Valentine's. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, oh, I think cool. it's February thirteenth is when we come back. Uh, I don't know that we have anything explicitly planned for in between. I keep meaning to get that um, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, the the VR game for my Oculus, um, and talk about it. So, if I get around to that, uh, maybe I can. Maybe I'll do something. Throw on the feed. Um, to talk about it, I've heard a lot of good things about it, um, so I've been curious to to give it a go um, and see how it's going. So maybe during some downtime after the holiday break, I plan on taking a little bit of time off work. So maybe we'll maybe I can I can dedicate some time to it. Um, and then yeah, like Daryl said, over at Gotham Bay Geeks, um, definitely check that out. Um, we recently did Injustice, and then we're going to be like he said talking about the rest of the Fear State books. So. Uh, definitely check that out over there. Um, so thanks everyone for listening. Um, we will be back um, soon to talk more walking dead. So until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, 
Vive la France. <laughs> wow. The zombie is dead, pants and you. <laughs> <laughs>